Hello, 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 and welcome back to my podcast. Welcome to Quero's podcast. Here's another episode, a very interesting one. That okay. So, um, today we'll talk about homosexuality in Africa. The title says, um, homosexuality. Oh, sorry. Africa is gay as mm, yeah. I'm serious. Um, throughout the years, um, we've heard leaders, African leaders, making comments that homosexuality is un-African. We hear that a lot when people try to debate, when people try to argue, they tend to make that statement um, all the time, saying that homosexuality is un-African because we've so lost our culture to the point that we don't even have stories, we don't even have um we don't even have any form of evidence today that um there's actually um same sex relationships. Unlike countries like China where they preserve their stories, they preserve their poetry, even with the discrimination of the LGBTs today, they still have stories and poems and paintings of ancient the ancient um ancestors they yeah, sorry their ancestors who engage in senseless relationships okay so but here in Africa we kind of lost everything and it's probably due to it's probably due to colonization of the of the westerners by I'm sorry by the westerners colonization of Africa by the Western society and religion too all that um christianity contributed in the erasure of a lot of um of lots of african culture and customs and identities because when the um the colonial masters came they found upon a lot of things that we did and we easily gave up all our culture, all our traditions, because we saw them as perfect, as better, and we're ready to give in to everything. So, I'm going to give you five. Um, okay, I have five countries where five African countries where um, same-sex relationship has been observed, according to um, based on strong research and facts yeah so i found this article online and learned from jstor um the article is from is published by indiana university press title of the article is africa today um no title of the africa um oh sorry the title of the article is the lies we have been told on homosexuality in Africa. Um, the heading of the article is Africa Today, Volume 58, Number 1. Um, this part, um, yeah, this title, Homosexuality in, in Africa, is in pages 55 to 77. Open from page 55 to 77. And the author is. Tabo Nsibi. I hope I pronounced that correctly. 
Okay, number one, without wasting much time. Number one, we have South Africa. Homosexuality in South Africa can be traced to ancient paintings and customary services. Yeah, there are ancient paintings in South Africa that depicted um, sex, same-sex relationship, and and this. Um, um, homosexual paintings have been observed in a lot of tribes but due to colonization and all that a lot of them have been lost hidden away taken away so kind of lost most of um, the evidence men in southern Africa in southern African mine were reportedly known to be having sex with each other Young male minors would be married, would be married off to older minors through marriages known as inconcerning, and would be expected to perform wifely duties. In South Africa, effeminate men were, back in those days, effeminate men were believed to be um, the third sex, as effeminate men were seen as a third sex because um, they were believed to be neither male nor female, or they were a combination of both men, so they were kind of assigned a third sex. They were known as skesanas and would sleep. Um, they were probably known to be sleeping with other men. And back in those days, people didn't even have any problem with that. And of course, today, even though South Africa is um, the one country that everyone in the world can probably say, yeah, LGBT rights are recognized in South Africa. There's still, there's still homophobia. There's still a high rate of homophobia in South Africa. People still frown against it. Okay, second here we have Nigeria. In pre-colonial, in pre-colonial times in Nigeria, titled women were much respected amongst the Igbos and Yorubas. The titled women known as Ekwe. Ekwe in um, the Igbo tribe runs societies, economic and political affairs. The Ekwes were chosen involuntarily by the goddess Idemili. Ekwes took up the Ekwes took up many um, they took up wives, they took up many wives to secure economic autonomy. They were known to take up as much wives as they wanted. Um, in the northern part of Nigeria, the houses, particularly in the, in the house of tribe, effeminate men were known as Yandaudu. These men cross dresses and have sex with men frequently and carry out women's rules. Now, this Yandaudu, even t- I think to today, they are still like, okay, very few, they still use the expressions today. Let's say if you're feminine, Another part of Nigeria, someone can call you Yandaudu. Okay, I think the word evolved from just meaning effeminate men to now meaning a homosexual, and we all know that it's not the same thing. Because when you are termed a homosexual, it takes away the identity of being of just being an effeminate man, but an effeminate man that is a homosexual, and well, there's there's a derogative tone to it. Okay. Today, 
people even use it as an insultive word because you endow the the word doesn't have um, the respect that it used to have. Now these men engage um, sexual relationships with um, with other men, but I I heard that um, the Andalus also um, get married to women and have children. So, but I think that is probably due to the fact that um, men can procreate when they engage in relationships with each other. So, marrying women to have children is um, the apex op- option. So number three, I have Uganda, the Nilotiko Lango, yeah, the, Niko, the Nilotiko Lango, I hope I pronounced that correctly. They had men who assume alternative gender status, known as Mukado Dako. These men were treated as women and could marry other men. So the Mukado Dako were like, just like the Yandaudus, like a, a kind of gender, that were respected, they were known and accepted. Not like, I wouldn't say that they were accepted, but they were not rejected, okay? People were aware that they existed and people didn't have with it. Then among the Iteso in the northwest Uganda, same-sex activities existed among men who felt like women and became women in every way, in the manner of speaking, in the um, manner of walking, in everything they do. They were womanly to the point that people said they keep them as women. Same-sex um, um, same relations has been reported in some other parts of Uganda. And we also, a lot of us have, well, I won't say a lot of us, some of us have heard of King Mwanga II, a Ugandan monarch, or king, as um, commonly known. And he was known as Kabaka. He engaged in sensitive activities with his male servants. Okay, and people were, people were okay with it. Maybe some say that people were okay with it because um, he was a king. But we all know that, um, well, some of us know that um, sensei attraction has been there since time memorial. But due to the coloni- um, colonization, due to colonization and adoption of Christianity, most of the male servants say refusing him sex, and this kind of annoyed him. It got him angry. It enraged him, and he said, um, killing off the Christians amongst them. So, and this led to the martyrdom of these Christians. Even to today, the Christians um, Christians still celebrate um, Uganda matters and saints. I think that today they are known as saints because they were murdered because they refused to engage in um, same-sex relationship. Number four, we have Malawi. There's historical evidence that shows that boys engage in group masturbation. Now, this group masturbation um, has been observed in different histories in different parts of Africa. There's also a relationship known as Nkotshane in the mind compounds where Malawi migrants 
work in Malawi. These men engaged in intercultural sex with each other. Intercultural sex, that is sex, um, I think sex between the legs. Yeah. That is of penetration. Um, penetration. Um, some men engage in intercultural sex. And the semen released during the sex will be used in muti. Muti is believed to possess some magical powers and provides protection. Okay, that was the belief then, and to today, um, the belief is still there that um, that the muti provides protection and magical powers. Now, um, there's Turi. A Zimbabwean boxer from Malawi who was known to openly engage in sexual relationship with boys to win his boxing matches. And was never and he was never arrested by the colonial authorities because probably because it is believed that the Muti um, is effective to his victories. And people from what has been observed, people actually believe the muti is um, a, real, a real deal and there is power in another man's semen. Now number five we have Senegal. So a community of men in Senegal who refer to themselves as Kojigweni. I don't think I pronounced that correctly. Which means man-woman. That is an effeminate man. They engage in same-sex relations with each other. There, are two ty- there were two types of Gojigwen. They had the Ubis and the Yaos. The Ubis were effeminate and assumed feminine pronouns, while the Yaos were men who penetrated during sex and were known to be masculine presently. Okay, in Senegal, this everyone was aware of this community and no one had anything against it because throughout culture, throughout time, before the um, before colonization, sense of relationship has always been there, it has always been observed. In some parts of the country here in Africa, there are sense of relationship um, associated with healing. There are some, I, I saw some article where that talked about sense of relationship that associated with healing, where men engage in sense of relationship with each other for healing purposes. Some are for rituals, like, um, okay, I've forgotten the tribe, but there are um, reports of same-sex um, relations where um, men, the soldiers who go to war, engage in same-sex relationship with um, the men or young, young boys before going to war. This kind of helps them for protection, for strength, and a lot of other things. So here we have it. This is at the top five. That I managed to compile. Now you see that throughout history, that there have been that sense of relationship has always been there. Do not, um, from what, from what Tabo Musibi argued in his article, that sense of relationship back then in Africa is not what it is today. It's not the way we know it today. The sexual identity we know today as gay, 
homosexual the terms is not um, what it was used it was not the same terms that were used back in the days today gay is an identity where you label yourself that this is just a dress but back in the days you don't you never you didn't need to there was no need <laughs> you don't need to label yourself that this is um, your line of sexuality back then it was just it was just a sexuality it was just sexuality you are attracted to men you engage in sexual relationship with men and you didn't have to go with that identity that hey i'm gay you didn't have to come out you didn't have to you didn't have to um make some kind of statement for putin see to identify you as oh um okay you are a homosexual you are a heterosexual it wasn't like that back in those days probably because I think um, it's because gender and um, gender and sexuality goes um, hand in hand. It's hard to talk about sex without gender. Back then in Africa, gender was recognized. It was not to be flexible and diverse to the point that they acknowledged a third gender. I think that made it easier for them to accept same-sex relationship. But today, that's been restricted to male-female. People always debate with. Um, that God created Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve, stuff like that. So it kind of make, make, makes it hard for um, a lot of people to understand that sexuality is um, flexible, it's fluid, just like gender is fluid. You don't have specific um, gender, there's, it's not just male and female. There are other genders. This will kind of help you to understand why there are different sexualities, whether homosexuals, heterosexuals, bisexuals, pansexuals. ATC okay that's from my own point of view that's my own argument okay so um and we have also seen that the major erasure of um same-sex relationship in Africa is first decolonization um from the western colonial masters second the law imposed on us by the colonial masters during the colonization period, all the laws they made were in their own favor. And it's sad that today we are judged by the Bible and we are judged by the law created by the white men. All these were created by white men after they have erased um, our culture and our tradition. And, fun, and <laughs> ironically, today they are now the ones moving for validation of LGBT rights um, throughout the world. So. I don't know. Um, thirdly, we have Christianity. Um, Christianity is Islam, um, Islamic religion, religion in general, which helps to fuel homophobia. Religion is known as the major catalyst um, for homophobia, especially here in Africa, because people people's major arguments against most um, people here in Africa is that they say it's ungodly. First, they first, first of all, they say it's ungodly that it's against God, and no, no one wants to go against God. That's why, even those who don't even give a damn about people engaging in same sex, go against it because they feel like being indifferent in the situation kind of acknowledges. Um, this same sex relation and it should be as if they're committing sin 
um, true consent. Okay, because Christians uh, um, believe that if you see um, your neighbor in sin, you have to call them out for it. Okay, so this helps with our homophobia, and it's sad that. Um, we complain every day about losing our culture and our tradition. Yet we are stuck in the Western, in the, in the Western um, cultures. Because ever since we, ever since we adopted the, um, the Western cultures since the colonial era, we've lost um, our cultures and our traditions. Everything we are known for, everything we used to do, and that contributed in the erasure of. Was writing here in Africa today, people are saying that it's on Africa because we don't even teach, um, we don't even teach our history anymore, we don't even tell stories about our gods, our goddesses, our kings, our queens back in those days. Today, we just study white men's histories, we no longer study ours, and it's sad. Okay, so that's it for today. Africa is gay ass. Mm. Yeah. So next time someone tried to um, argue with you that homosexuality is on Africa, you can bring out this point. You can find this article because these articles are based on research, intensive research that took weeks, months, years. Okay, and not just by one person, by lots and lots of researchers that traveled throughout Africa to dig out this cult, um this story um yeah this culture that has been long buried deep in the earth of africa so thank you for joining me today on this episode hopefully there will be more episodes on the way goodbye don't forget to share forget to recommend this podcast queries podcast to your friends follow us on instagram at queries podcast you can send us an email queries podcast at gmail.com send us a message we would love to hear from you if you want to be featured if you want to be interviewed okay you can also send us a message we can talk uh, if you have a topic you want us to talk about yeah, also send us a message and let us know. Thank you.